in. But let's get started. Before going back to the book of John that we've been in, seeing Christ in every aspect of it and seeing how Christ in every aspect should be influencing our lives, I want to spend one more week away. You see, we are in a new year, and in this new year, there will be many new challenges, many new pains, many new struggles, many new afflictions. And in all of this, I want you to see, I want you to taste and see that God is good. God is good. So please turn to Psalm 34 this morning. I believe that's page 433 or 434, something like that. And the main idea today is this. Dave, if you could go to my next slide here. The main idea is this. Amid the struggles of life, find comfort in the God who hears and sees, supplies and surrounds, saves and delivers to redemption. Our God saves. Our God saves. Some follow-up statements from this and from the scripture today will be this. Taste and see the Lord is good. Be blessed by taking refuge in him. All others who do not take refuge in him are condemned. They don't have the radiance of joy on their face that we have. They have one great affliction. And that's a promise of an eternal future in hell, not in heaven, not with God, not with Jesus, not with hope. God brings near the righteous. The afflictions are many, but the Lord delivers. Seek the Lord. All of these ideas are from the scripture today. But before we get there, and as you finishing, finish opening, I have an opening illustration for you. I want you to imagine for a moment that someone invites you to an event where a world-renowned barbecue pit master is claiming to have the greatest tasting barbecue in the entire world. Now, some of you are already laughing because you know I love barbecue and I like smoking meat, but I'm not speaking of me being that world-renowned, famous barbecue. Even if I do have a, a name for a trailer, a food truck already picked out, Uncle P's Barbecue, by the way, Uncle P's. But here's the thing. Someone invites you to an event where world-renowned pitmaster is claiming to have the greatest tasting barbecue in the entire world, and he's prepared a table for you and your family to come and see that what he is saying, what he is claiming is to be true. And as you enter the restaurant, as you walk towards the table, you smell the sweet aroma of that barbecue, of that smoke, of that great food, that meat cooking. It immediately hits you as, as it just fills the room with various spices and delicious seasonings. And after just moments of being seated, out comes the chef, the pit master, who personally serves you his famous, world-renowned barbecue. The chef, the pit master, lays before you this beautiful, moist, juicy brisket. Insert pulled pork, chicken, whatever you like. I put brisket. It's the most beautiful, juicy brisket you've ever laid your eyes on. And he tells you one simple word. Enjoy. Enjoy. First, you inspect it with your eyes. You turn your plate so you can see every side of it. You cannot find a blemish. It has been smoked and cooked to perfection. You cannot think of anything to complain about or to critique about. And for some of you, that's big. 
Any of you get in trouble because you sit at the table and your wife or whoever cooked places the food in front of you and you immediately, you love the food, but you start saying, hmm, maybe a little of this, maybe a little bit of that next time. You know, in this case, they said nothing. This was amazing. In fact, they took out their phone, they took out the camera, they started taking pictures of it and they sent it to all their friends. Look at this glorious piece of meat, which I'm about to sink my teeth into. People say I overthink. You then pick up your fork and either take your first bite, you realize that everything the chef has told you about his skills is true. It's the best tasting barbecue you've ever had in your life. As you continue to eat the rest, you're thankful for the pitmaster who has prepared it for you. You're thankful for the great blessing that he's freely given to you. The invitation you receive to come and eat. Now, here's the point of this story. Here's the, the transition here. It's the punchline. God gives us a similar invitation. He does not want us to just hear of this glorious meal, these glorious blessings that he has for us. He doesn't want us to just hear of his loving care. He doesn't want us to just read of this in the newspaper of his great restaurant metaphorically speaking, of course. He is the best in the world, the only God, and he's a God which loves and cares for you and gives you provision, gives you salvation, gives you redemption. And he wants you to taste and see that he is good. He wants you to experience it for himself. So here's the thing. We cannot truly taste and see. We cannot truly experience God's greatness, God's goodness, if we do not walk into the restaurant. If we do not accept the invite, grab our family, grab our friends, grab our neighbors and say, let's go see this Jesus. And let's accept him and what he has to give us freely. And that's his love, salvation, mercy, grace, hope, and a future. But even that, you're not going to fully taste and see that the Lord is good if you continue to hold back certain taste buds. And maybe you just taste a little. You need to fully taste him. And to fully taste the Lord and taste that he is good is to abide by his word. Listen what he has to say. And don't just learn from it. Don't just take it into your minds, but put it into action. Put it into your lives. That's what David is writing about here today. David is just overjoyed with how he sees that the Lord has cared for him. David has gone in a, from one perilous situation to another. He's been running for his life. And here now David it has just been saved from a Philistine king who could have easily killed him. David acts mad to be able to be released from the king's presence, released from his dungeons, from his jail. And David gives God all the credit. And David invites us to do two things. One, rejoice with him. Two, taste and see that the Lord is good. And how we do that is by learning what he has to teach us. And that's what we look to in his word today. J.L. Packer once said, How can we turn our knowledge about God into knowledge of God? We do so by turning each truth that we learn about God into a matter for meditation before God, leading to prayer and to praise of God. And so the goal of this psalm is that you would join with King David, join with us, join together in fellowship to, 
together today in experiencing, tasting, seeing that the Lord is good. And he is good amidst any pain, any struggle, any affliction which you have in your life today, tomorrow, or forevermore. God is good. Meditate upon his greatness and rejoice together in it. God hears you. God sees you. He surrounds you. He supplies your needs. And he saves you from the pit of destruction. Let's read together now. Page 433, 434, whatever that is. Psalm 34. Let's read and meditate together. I will bless the Lord at all times. All times. Actually, I want to grab this different scripture sheet I have here. I will bless the Lord at all times. Notice it says at all times, not certain times, all times. Even during those struggles, those afflictions, those pains, on your worst days, on your best days, on the days when you feel like your marriage is struggling, on the days when you feel like your job is struggling, on the days when you feel like all your kids are not listening to you, or maybe all your kids are sick, or you just feel like you're sick, no matter what it is, continually praise God. God. That's what David does. David continually praises God no matter what situation he's in. And we see that in the Psalms that he writes. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Now, this word humble in different translations is trans translated in different ways this this word humble could just me, be meaning those who humble themselves before God recognizing their frailty recognizing that they are nothing compared to God so they are glad because this God our one true God chooses to allow our worship to be heard and seen and be part of our lives but this word humble can also mean let the afflicted let those who struggle let those who are in pain let the humble hear these words I have from them and be glad that just as David was afflicted and saved, you too may be saved. He says in verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. This isn't something you just do alone. And when you choose to do it alone, to praise God alone and never come in fellowship with the body, you're not only robbing yourself of a great blessing of praising God with a fellow believer, but you're robbing God of what he deserves. And that's that fellowship. That's that glorious worship with each other. He says, let us exalt his name together. And in verse four, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant radiant. I love that this one, this one scripture point here in the, I think it's the Christian standard Bible, the CSB adds this extra word. They are radiant with joy. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Now remember that we're talking about even amidst afflictions, even amidst great struggles or pains, they too can be radiant with joy. Their faces lit up with joy despite your problems. And it says, their faces shall never be ashamed. And now in verse 6, David, speaking of himself, says, this poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. 
Now that whole section is David inviting us, inviting all who listen to him, all who read these words, to rejoice with him. And now we get to this new section where David is going to encourage us all to taste and see, to listen to what he has to say, to learn from him, learn from his experiences. And he says this in verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. We have this great idea here, because you would think lions would never lack in hunger. They're the king of the jungle, per se. They can go and, and catch their own food, but even the lions were lack in hunger compared to those who seek the Lord. And those that seek the Lord, we're told, lack no good thing. It's not speaking of worldly treasures. It's talking about the spiritual blessing that we have in God. Verse 11 now, come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? This is how you see this goodness. This is how you get this goodness. He says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good and seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Listen to that great promise. Who receives this promise? The righteous receives this promise. The righteous cry for help, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Who are the righteous? Well, in one aspect, we could say none of us are righteous. No, not one. God's word tells us this because of our sin. But because of Jesus Christ and his blood covering us, his sacrifice, his mercy, his grace given to us so freely, God looks down upon us and sees Christ. He sees his righteousness. If you trust in Jesus as Lord, you are this righteous person. Continue to trust him, live and abide in his ways and see his goodness. Continue to seek him as a great refuge. It says this in verse 19 as we wrap up the scripture today. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Afflictions will slay the wicked. Affliction will slay the wicked. And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. There's a lot here today. And it's already 1030. So I want to close with just giving you these main points. And then we're going to talk about them next week. I hope you've already heard some great applications for your life today. But I want you to close. I want you to think about this idea. Amid the struggles of life, find comfort in the God who hears and sees. Find comfort in him. Amid your struggles, God hears you. God sees you. God supplies and provides for you. God rewards and saves the righteous. 
He punishes and delivers those who do not seek him and those who seek to do bad against his people. And God redeems and surrounds and brings near his people to him. Are you one of his people? Are you seeking him? Are you seeking to watch your tongue, to keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit? Are you turning away from evil and doing what is good? Are you seeking peace and pursuing it? Peace with other people, loving one another as a neighbor. And are you loving God as God? And then finally, I want you to focus on that last line of the scripture today. Verse 23 The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. We'll continue this next week. We're out of time, but I do want to just end with this idea. Yes, today will have its pains, its struggles, its afflictions. Tomorrow will too. Every day of this year, you're probably going to have some type of inconvenience at the very least. But I want you to recognize, I want you to taste I want you to taste and see that our God is good. And amid your struggles, God hears and sees you. He surrounds you. He provides for you. He saves you. And our salvation may look different than the world's salvation. The world's salvation might be in temporary gratifications, money, wealth, popularity, those things. And you may be blessed with some of those things as well. But the best reward we have It's the reward we have, the hope we have of a future with him. Amid your struggles, amid your, your, your afflictions, remember that. Remember that those who take refuge in him will never be condemned. Never be condemned. But remember the other side. There is a world around us that is facing condemnation. Tell them about the love of God. Tell them about Jesus, Messiah, Lord of all. I'm excited to see each one of you here today and making the choice this first day of the new year to keep Jesus as your center, Jesus as your focus. Despite old things which have happened in the past, despite whatever is happening in your families, in your workplaces, in your finances, in your health, I encourage you, keep worshiping Jesus. Christ. Keep worshiping God. Keep studying his word. Do that above all else. Let's close in prayer today. Lord, we thank for your word. We thank you for all it has for us. We thank you for these these true life lessons and today from David, from the Psalm 34, to rejoice together. And Lord, we thank you for the lessons, the teachings he has for us as well. We pray as we consider these things, we consider David's afflictions, David's struggles, David's pains, and we consider how even us in our pains can be like David, and we should be. It's not a can, it's what we must do. We must continue to seek you out. Go to you as our refuge. Go to your righteous ways and see that even amidst our great struggles, you see us, you hear us, You surround us with your greatness and bring us near. You provide for us. You supply our every need. And Lord, you deliver us to salvation. Lord, you are good. I pray that each day of this year, we would seek you and we would see and experience for ourselves. We would taste and see how good, how great, and how merciful and loving and compassionate you are. 
And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Thank you, guys. No closing song today. Have a great day.